I'm so excited, Barcelona, with uh, the, our next speaker, who is the visionary and founder of our High Praise Assemblies International, Eswatini. And it's a church that has been really mandated to raise a generation of people who never complain, but only give God praise in any situation. He's married to Cindy, and uh, I'm going to, I know Cindy, you, I, I'm going to do this to you today. You're not going to say no. I got you, Namklanje. So I know Cindy doesn't want to say anything. Pastor Cindy, Reverend Cindy doesn't want. But she was also the co-founder of High Press Assemblies International Commission. They're also blessed with one son who's here. Where's your little one? Yeah. Okay, stand up, my boy. I want them to see you. I want to give you popularity. Just give him a big hand. Bless you. Bless you, my boy. Oh, Apostle Jethro is a teacher by profession, a pastor by calling, and an apostle by office, called by God to establish, build, empower others in life, equip the church for the work of the ministry. He was born again uh, on the 15th of August, 1993. Yeah, that's when my second born was born. In the church that he grew up in, in the Alliance Church in Eswatini. He did his school of ministry in 2006 at Bishop David Oyedepo's Word of Faith Bible Church Institute, Nigeria, and with the Swaziland Theology, uh, College of Theology. He was ordained as pastor at 2002, in 2002 in the Apostolic Office by the Church Presbyter in 2009. He is a psychotherapist in training. He currently serves on the International Board of Healing Jesus Campaign under Bishop Dark Watmans, who are together there, and we get to meet in Ghana in August. And uh, we're also on a WhatsApp group. As I think is is in Fitlagalolana. We are on a WhatsApp group. He is the most active. Lomuntu. He knows everybody's birthday, everybody's anniversary. Chineke. So I always try to check what he's going to say. Then I follow two days later. Now I'm in a congress later. But uh, he's mentoring, strategically pastoring overseers and a number of churches that are under the High Praise Assemblies International Network of Churches. And outside the network that is spread across Southern Africa and the region. He's also the president and founder of Word Impact Bible Institute, a ministry wing that empowers leaders. He's blessed with leadership skills. Their headquarters is in a village town of Ntlangano. And I'm really, really advertising this one, Bagiti, in December. We'll give you the dates. We'll be there in Tlangano. What are your dates, by the way, Apostle? The 13th to the 17th of December. So, Vazalana, it's nice for the people of Gauteng and here to go there. You're, it's a beautiful place. They have a lovely, lovely place there and a powerful ministry there. And uh, they are involved in spreading the gospel, doing humanitarian work. They have adopted the running of a children's ward in one hospital town. They're doing feeding schemes. And I'm, I'm rushing here because he doesn't want me to read all of this. But most of all, Vazalana, I want to just say to you, these are uh, dear people in the ministry, ministry colleagues whom they asked us a few years ago to father them in the ministry when their spiritual father passed on. We were so blown away by Mama to have people who already are established in the ministry to ask us to father them. And we have a very great bond and a great relationship with them. Apostle, thank you for being so exemplary in bringing your leaders to the word explosion. You know, I remember years ago, I used to tell leaders, leaders sometimes we go by ourselves to events and we don't bring the people that serve under us. So even if God is speaking to us and taking us in another direction, 
the people we lead haven't had the opportunity to be exposed to that. And I know many leaders have got some of their leaders here as well, which is really great. But you have 65 people drive all the way from Eswatini and be here at the conference. Something to be heard. So, Apostle, please, would you just come, please, and share the word? Cindy, would you want to come and say hello, my dear? Okay, I will respect that, my dear. No problem. Let's give Apostle Jethro Malinzisa a big hand as he comes, Masala. Wow. Let's pray. Go see. Sisa. Gene. Siguyo. Yinju. Yako. Yisu. Uye Glamani Mapagate, Uying Hosi Yen Katimulo, 
uyingosi yekulunga wembethe emandla njengengubo wembatha kulunga njengelilanga siyakhotsama siyakubabatha uyinwele ufanelwe 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 khotsana we give you glory lord and we give you praise minister unto our lives in this few minutes and lord let jesus be glorified we thank you holy spirit for glorifying jesus in jesus mighty name we pray and the church said amen let's give jesus a big hand of applause as we take our seats in the presence of the lord he is worthy hallelujah to our dead god servant bishop mosasono mama keke our mother we want to say thank you for loving us and thank you for fathering us thank you we are really grateful and thank you for all the years of labor in eswatini then swaziland for 16 years we've been coming even into our dusty uh, places kwa new heaven uh, going there to preach prison ministry in the levites camp and the conference of churches uh, you labored with mama I want to say thank you your labor was not in vain we are the fruits and the products of your ministry in eswatini by then when bishop was coming we were not even pastors we were not even uh, 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 in the calling we were just on the uh, instruments playing keyboards and uh, but as we was ministering our lives were impacted today we are standing preaching the gospel because of what you did to our lives may god bless you can we just give a big god bless you to bishop our presiding bishop our father and mama gege thank you so much to all the fivefold ministry here especially to our dad uh, he preached in a swatini thank you so very much we love you so so much amen hallelujah uh, and to all the congregation we say thank you so much for coming to wet explosion for us we have come home this is home when we told our members it's homecoming we just go home and thank you for being there at home hallelujah wow hey god is really doing a new thing and we are so encouraged to be part of it after 40 years wow wow 40 years and more to come it's chapter 2 i was so blessed chapter 2 the ministration from wednesday hey kujulile la kuyashisa the word that is coming on this altar is too awesome we have really been equipped uh even today we have really been equipped you know i was reminded when uh, uh the bishop and uh, apostle were ministering today uh, that in two days hosea says i will revive you but in the third day i will raise you up and this is the third day of the conference we are being raised up hallelujah we are blessed amen hallelujah well in this few minutes uh allow me to share on a brief message a teaching message uh as bishop has already said i'm a teacher by profession 
So please bear with me. Uh, 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 thank God for all the members, and I have other two members. Can I just get my two members? Uh, can I get some two members? They sit here while I'm preaching. Uh, yeah, they are sitting there. Well, I just want them to sit on stage. Well, I'd ask for them. Yeah. It says that as I forty three nineteen, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. The new thing is not a teddy bear. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, as we are entering into a new season, one of the things that we shouldn't do, we should not change the foundations, the principles, and the patterns that made us to be where we are. Methodologies can change, but the message mustn't change. Even as a new generation is coming forth, let's not, let's not change the landmarks. In the book of Proverbs 22, 28, it says, do not remove the ancient landmarks which your fathers have set. When God is doing a new thing in this new season, it's possible that you can even forget the landmarks. In the TPT version, it says the previous generation has set boundaries in place. Don't dare move them just to benefit yourself. Jeremiah 16 verse 16, it says, that says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask even for the old parts where the good way is. Walk in it, then you will find rest for your souls. There are many landmarks that grace Bible church through God's servant, our father, the bishop, has put in place the landmark of prayer, landmark of Bible studies. Every morning, 5 a.m., we wake up to pray. It's a landmark. Though we're going into a new season, we must not remove landmarks. And one of the landmarks I don't want to talk about this afternoon, this few minutes, just 30 minutes, I'll be done that I have seen in this church and in the life of our father is the landmark of honor. The landmark of honor. For every ministry and every individual to shift into the next level, honor is a catalyst for that elevation. Where there is no honor, ministry struggles. And we don't reach our full potential. Where there is no honor, the power of God is neutralized. So I'm going to use two scriptures today as our main text for this session. John 8 verse 49 to verse 50. John 8 verse 49 to verse 50. Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father. And you dishonor me. Romans 13 verse 7. I'm on the New King James Version. Render therefore to all their Jews. Texas to whom Texas are Jew. Custom to whom customs are Jew. 
Fear to whom fear is due. And honor to whom honor is due. The Lord bless the reading of his word. Now from the Greek dictionary of the Bible, the Strong's honor in number 1593, it is to prize something. It is to value something. It is to show respect towards. It is to regard with great respect. But the greatest honor is from the heart. And giving honor is a biblical command, which we must all do. One cannot attract a grace that he or she continuously dishonors. And one cannot benefit from any pool that you constantly muddy. Now, there are some five or six people that you need to give honor to in the ministry, which we have seen in the life of our father, Bishop, and Mama Bishop. The first person, and please, I'm not coming with a new revelation, by the way. I'm preaching what he normally preaches to us. Amen. The first person that we need to honor is God. In his book, Honor Reward, John Beaver writes, the only way to walk in true honor is to first and foremost always honor God. The only way to walk in true honor is first and foremost always honor God. We are to value God even as we go to the next season. We should not remove the landmark of honoring God. Honoring God with our lives. He says in Proverbs 3 verse 9, honor the Lord. Honor, the, value the Lord. Esteem him high. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse number 12 to verse number 30, we read a story of a priest by the name of Eli who had his sons serving as Levites in the house of the Lord. But there was a problem with these sons. Though they were serving, they never honored God. That in, in, in verse number 17 or 16 uh, upwards, the Bible records that these boys, as they were serving, they were still offering in the house. As they were serving, they will abuse women in the house. Even inside the temple. That one day, a prophet of God came who is not given a name. And he came to rebuke Eli. He says, your children did not honor me. Therefore, the priesthood is coming to an end. A priesthood that had been declared that it is for generation in the house of Eli. But by dishonoring God in the house, a priesthood came to an end. It is my prayer that in this generation and the new season that is coming, let us honor God. Let's honor God. Let's esteem God. Let's honor God with our lifestyle. Let's honor God. Ha! Stop abusing those girls. Stop abusing those boys in the house of the Lord. 
Bishop, I once ministered to someone. And he said to me, he was my lecturer in the teaching profession. He said, Jethro, you are just a young boy, but I see there's fire in you. Can you come and help me? I have a problem with my orientation. And then I said, ah, you are my lecturer. How, what, what I'm going to say? Because if I say something against your ideology, I may be discredited in my marks. And then he said, I said, what happened? He said, you know, when we were 12 years, we were in a crusade. I lifted my hand as I gave my life to Jesus. Then after that, that meeting, they said, who will disciple you? And he said, we were 14 boys. And he said, all of the 14 boys, he slept with us all in the name of discipling us. He was given the boys like that. And it frustrated this young man until he was an elder. But where did it start? In church. Number two. We honor Jesus. We honor Jesus. John 5 verse 23. John 5 23. That all should honor the son. Just as they honor the father. He who does not honor the son. Does not honor the father who sent him. We honor Jesus. How do we honor Jesus? We honor Jesus by accepting him as our Lord and Savior in our heart. Because we see you preaching, we see you singing, we see you doing the things of the Lord. Because we have many who have come into the house of the Lord. They grew up in church. I grew up in church. I grew up playing the, 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 these keyboards. And the day I wanted to give my life to Jesus, I had to run away from my church to, to, to another church where they did not know me. Because I was afraid when I lifted my hand. But I was, ha, ah, you have been playing for us. Ganaumati. We honor Jesus by accepting him as our Lord and Savior. We honor Jesus by not replacing him as Lord in our lives. Don't replace Jesus for anything. In this new season we are going in, let's not replace Jesus. May he still remain the Lord and Savior of our lives. Let's not even replace him with faith-enhancing materials. Let him remain the central figure of our faith. Number three, we honor the Holy Spirit. We should honor the Holy Spirit. I love Grace Bible Church because Hallelujah. We honor the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13 to 14. For he's the one who will guide us. He's the one who will show us the truth. We honor the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not only for speaking in tongues. He's not just only for rolling down. He's someone who walks with us. He's a person. We cannot use him 
but we need to walk with him talk with him I remember my class there's a class I was teaching before I went full time in the class it was just young students I was doing a, a, a TP teaching practice and I told my class okay class whenever I enter the class they, they were told when you enter they say good morning teacher I don't know whether you're doing it here in South Africa they say good morning teacher. so every time I enter they said good morning teacher I always say to them I am not alone I have a, someone who's called him Do. Then the, the students were saying, where is him Do? We can't see him. I say, his name is Comfort. So Comfort in Siswati is Mdudu's. So then we shorten the name to Mdu. Because we try to personalize him. He's, he's a friend. He's not just something there. Then every time I will come, I will say, class, when I come in, you must say, good morning, teacher. Good morning, Mdu. And every time I say, good morning, teacher, and they will say, good morning, Mdu. Then I will say, and Mdu does agautan some scene. So now, one day I was going to the staff room. I said, I'm leaving Mdu here. He, he goes with me, he's also here. So he does not like noise. Please don't make noise from Mdu. And my desk, there were two chairs. One for Mdu, one for me. And then when I went to the, <laughs> to the staff room, one teacher came into my class and he found the students were so quiet. He said, are you writing a test? What's happening? Is there any class preferred here? There was none. And then he came to the office and said, Mr. Malinzi, Ubende in Labanfan. So I hypnotized him. What is happening? I said, Banam do. They don't want to make noise from do. Do is there. And then I told my students, I said, when I'm setting your exam paper, I'm not alone. Mdu is here setting with me. So, if you want to pass my paper, you don't have to copy. Just talk to Mdu. He was there. He saw me. He knows everything. I said, consult him. And guess what? The students, because they are students, they believe everything that the teacher says. When they were writing the external examination, that my class consulted him do. And for the first time in that school, that class, for the first time, there was no failure, no third, only second classes, first classes, and merits. Because Umdu, who is there, and at Grace Bible Church, we are taught about the Holy Ghost. He's a person. We walk with him. Please honor him. As we go forward, let's not move from these landmarks. Number four, honor the body of Christ. We have been taught in this church, honoring the body. First Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 27. We honor the body, honoring the body of Christ. Basalwan, we're coming from different churches. Right now, Bishop was introducing the Bishop from Ezion. Let's not divide the body. Let's descend the body. There are days that we are longing for. 
when we will not ask which church are you coming from but we will ask have you been born again have you been filled with the Holy Spirit and you are mine hey uagit uagit when we honor the body we honor the what and Bishop said on, on Wednesday as he was giving us the seven points he says I see Barcelona, the body coming together the body of Christ coming together But these days, the Lord is reviving the body of Christ, is raising up the body of Christ to be one force, one unit as we go forward to bring back the glory. We honor the board. We honor the board. Number five, we honor our biological parents. Ephesians 6, verse number 2 to 4. This is a landmark that we should not remove. It's a landmark. Ephesians 6, verse 2 to 4. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. I don't know how many times we have heard our father, God servant here on stage, honoring mothers, honoring our fathers. We honor our fathers. We honor our mothers. Even though they may be frail in the body, we still honor them. And never make a mistake that ah, they are frail. They don't have any uh, energy to even spank me. Yes, they are old. Yes, they are frail. But what God has done, the same energy and strength that were in the bicep and the tricep, he transfers the same into their lips. The body may be free, but one word, when he say it is well with you, my son, when he say it is well with you, my daughter, that same word has the same strength of your the, the biceps and the triceps of the person. Let's honor our parents. Let's honor our parents that when we are buying your grocery, remember them. And when you are eating your bacon and eggs, remember them. How can they be on okra when you are on bacon and honor them? Number six, honor your spiritual parents. Honor your spiritual parents. This is what we're taught in this house. We honor our spiritual parents. We honor our spiritual parents. First Thessalonians 5, verse 12 to 13. First Thessalonians 5, verse 12 to 13. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. For they work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. We need to honor our spiritual parents. Hebrews 13, verse 17. Hebrews 13, verse 17. And First Timothy 5, verse 17 to 18. The pastors who lead well must be honored, double honor. Honor our spiritual parents. Never fight the hand that once blessed you. Never fight the hand that one, one day it blessed you. Honor that hand. Even if you have a new revelation, now a top class revelation. Remember that John 16 
that the person only knows was enough to change your story. Honor that. Honor that. Hallelujah. Honor that. Never fight the hand that once blessed you. I, 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 sometimes I, I get one. Many, many people, when God has lifted them somewhere, then they forget where they're coming from. They forget the person who prayed for them. And worse, when they leave a church, they muddy the water that once refreshed them. Never pee on the same water that once refreshed you. Just remember this. Someone down the stream, his livelihood depends on the same water. Don't spoil the water. And there's this terminology they normally use that when they left, oh, I've been in church, by the way. May I make a disclaimer? I've been in church for the rest of my life. I've never missed a Sunday. No. My mom said when I was born, seven days he, he brought me to church to be dedicated. Seven, and from there, every Sunday, even when I, I did not want, he will say, you are going there. As long as you are eating my food, sleeping under my house, we are going to church. When I say, I'm sick, you'll say, oh, I know church. When they leave church, then they say, God never leaves a church. Because where two or three are gathered in my name, he is there. <laughs> I love you so much. Can I just ask you one question? Which primary school did you go to? St. Mary's in Bloom. When you left grade 7 to go to grade 12, did St. Mary's close? Is it still there? There are students there. So who told us that when you leave, the church is closing? When you leave, your primary school is closing. Other students are coming. And in this season, other students are coming. In this 40 years, next, other students are coming. In this 10 minutes that I have now, may I show us signs of dishonor. Because sometimes we say we are honoring, but we are dishonoring. And please, I speak on a platform of knowing what's happening in church. I've been in church for so long. <laughs> Even though many of my formation years, I was not born again, but I've been there. Sign number one of dishonor is to speak maliciously and criticize behind the scenes. Even your leaders. Numbers 12, verse 1 to 8. The Bible tells us about Miriam and Aaron. They had a senior pastor. Oh, can I have the three guys? Please, please come. Can they come this way so that I'm, I'm faster on time? Look at this. This is two members. Now my members are coming to action. Now, they are in church. They are in church. 
member number one, he's having it cold. He has a spiritual cover. He honors God. He honors his parents. He honors his spiritual parents in the local church. He does not criticize. He has an umbrella that is intact. Then there is member number two. His mouth is a razor. When he has joined the local church, every time he's criticizing, why are they calling for the tithe? By the man. They are criticized. So Bangulungulula. They are cutting their own umbrella. They are accusing God. They are in the house, but slicing their cover. They are in the departments, but behind the scenes, why did he marry this one? They are working in the local church, but they are tongue. We were the first to be in this church. Who are you? You cannot tell us anything. Tinesiasi, we are closer than the bishop. Ungasheli luto ubuya poin. 1983, we were there. You are slicing your own cover, criticizing at the back. And the Bible says, Moses did not hear them. You see, what you speak when when you are honoring is not there. It's your ultimate test of how you honor the person. Because when you see me, you can speak nice. But behind the scenes, Moses did not hear anything. But God, who called Moses, was hearing the discussion. And then the Bible says in that book of Numbers, God called a meeting for three people. Moses, Miriam, Aaron. But he did not even know the agenda. As he goes to the meeting, God says, why did you speak like this to my servant? I speak with him face to face. And then he left. The moment he left, the Bible says there was a leprosy upon Miriam. Now Aaron is the one who's saying, please intercede. But Moses, this is what happens. You have sliced your umbrella. You have sliced your own cover. Days are coming where foundations are shaken, where rains are coming, and there's a rain coming to the believer or not the believer, to the one who has a good umbrella and the one who doesn't. It's the same rain. But when the enemy comes in like a flood to this one, the spirit of the Lord raises the standard. Yeni kavayake is intact. Kavayake is intact. Yena ilyasayalangapanze he is safe under the cover. And the same rain it comes to this one. Naye Umaulenge move, the umbrella are the same. But when you come closer, in a timbobo, Lianaltu, Lingena Lakat, Lingena Lakat, please don't slide.
slice your umbrella. Don't slice your cover. Don't slice your cover. Just honor. Don't criticize. And may I say to someone who may be here, you know, you may, you may, you may, you may feel like I can criticize my fathers because they've got mistakes. Oh, may I take this jacket? It's too hot. <laughs> but I'm closing now in the next five minutes. <sighs> you, 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 see, you, you feel high, man. They've got mistakes. Let me tell you. Every man or woman of God has flaws. But the anointing upon his life does not have flaws. I may have mistakes, but the anointing upon my life does not have mistakes. The Bible says, God says, I have found David. Please come. I have found David. And with my holy oil, I have anointed me. Please anoint me. These things like this. This is a human body. The oil is upon the body. An imperfect body. Now, when you are fighting this person, just know you are not fighting only this person. There is something which is called an anointing upon him. So when you are fighting me, when he is touching me, we are this is what then happens the bible says david was attacked by his son absalom and david forgave absalom and he said please don't kill my boy joab i know you are you are something please don't kill him but he messed up with two people. One who is David, who said, I, Nyakolil. But the other one, which was the oil upon David, ah, it was a different ball game. That's why, for the first time, somebody died hanging between heaven and earth on a tree with his head. Something unusual. Three darts went into his heart. Something unusual. Why? He said, Touch not my anointed ones do my prophets no harm please don't criticize what you don't understand rather keep quiet rather just keep quiet oh let's not remove the landmarks Landmark number two, which shows that now you are dishonoring. <laughs> it's being absent in church. Absent in church activities. Bishop has called for the word explosion. Call it a homecoming. I even loved it when he said, we will not stream it. We are coming home. But some people will say, we will not come. The Bible says, don't stop fellowshipping. Hebrews 10 verse 25. Hebrews 10 25. The numbers 16 verse 1 to 11. One day there was an issue. The sons of Korah were attacking Datan and Abiram. They were attacking. And then Moses said, let's come for a church service. Let's come and see what God can do. 
in verse number 12 and verse 14 of Exodus, of Numbers, sorry, number 16, verse 12 to 14. And Moses sent to call Datan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. But they say, we will not come. And that's a message many members are doing in their local churches. We will not come. There's a service, we will not come. Don't join the team of Abiram. Proper report if you are not going to be able to come to church. And when you are reporting, please remember, don't report on a Sunday morning. Because you knew the day before. Unless it's a serious emergency. Because the moment you send that text, Pastor, I'm not available today. You've already been used by the enemy to defocus the person who's pre- preparing to preach. Now he'll be thinking, oh, no, replace Angaban. And it changes the whole message. That yet there was someone that day who needed just one word. Unless he commits suicide. But now you have played the person to hell. Just by one SMS. I'm not coming. Stop absenting yourself in church. One day I was watching. Uh, uh, is it? I don't know. Please forgive me. I'm not Shangan. I'm, I'm Swat. Siklovo. Siklovo. It's XI. To us, is it E? She. Siklovo. And Bishop was ministering way back in ETV. He said, that voice that said, you should not go to church is the devil. I said, wow. That voice that said, you must not go. Go back to church. Tend to your neighbor, neighbor, go back to church. Because if you don't come and you don't report well, it's a sign of dishonor. We will not come. Number three. There are just five points. Number three. Coming late without proper reporting is a sign of dishonor. Coming late to church. Acts chapter 5 verse number 7. There is a woman who came three hours late. The service was going on. He came three hours late. And the Bible says he did, she did not know what had happened. Many, when they come late, you don't know what happened in the first minute. I always love it here in Church at Grace. Because you see the countdown. At the dot, the service starts. At the dot, the service starts. At the dot. Now, it happens that at the dot, that's where the Holy Spirit begins to heal people. Because he has been invited and told the timing. He's there. He heals the people at the dot. Now, three minutes after, the Holy Spirit relaxes. He's done with his work. He healed at the dot. Now, look at this. Whenever you are coming five minutes later, and then you said, you did not know what happened. Because you came late. This woman came through us late. She did not even know that she was a widow. That's why I'm always afraid. But depending on Let's say, 
nyayitanza but nyayisaba because umangalfuta lelibandla lelibandla when a husband dies they don't report to the next of king and to the wife they go and bury when the wife comes late three hours bantu babuye mngcobeni stop coming late to church oh stop coming late to church let us stop coming late to church hallelujah if we are coming to church pela we are here to meet our lover and we are here to meet our darling how come when we are coming to meet our lover we keep him waiting let's go back to our first love oh this beautiful woman my lover my sweetheart every pastor i'm hearing ministering here is talking about the wife allow me bishop to talk about her too. J- j- just two minutes i remember when i was proposing her no she was so hard to get i was sending messages calling she's calling i was declined declined my card was declined my card was declined so many times but one day it was a tuesday 6:15 p.m. <laughs> we were we were preparing for our our prayer service the praise team was on stage trying to do some few rehearsals because the service was starting at 7 and then i was on the piano just taking some few chords and then my phone was always on like a network always on because i was expecting maybe she will call that day 6:15 i saw my phone beeping i say to the worshipers hey guys this is an emergency i'm coming back i went outside when i was outside i picked the phone i said hello she said one word yes and then i said what are you saying she said again yes then i said i don't understand i'm saying hello then she said then i said i understand the yes now i understand the yes when i said i understand the yes i dropped the call i entered the house the church i was not entering the way i came out i was lebrados the kepataya in the breti and the ketolia hade i started playing heavenly music the anointing descended in the house as i was playing after church i called her because i did not want anything change i said sweetie <laughs> when can we meet to plan for for introductions now i'm taking this thing further she said she's a banker she said okay tomorrow you can come at 1 pm i'll be on lunch now where i stay bishop knows in sangano she was in baban now from sangano to baban it's about 160k's roundabout and she said to me we'll meet at 1 pm and my car had mechanical problems so the first thing i had to board a bus i woke up at 4 a.m for a 1 p.m appointment i started dressing up the first bus bishop was going around half past five tumbaban 
I was the first one on the bus. I'm going to meet my lover. By around 8 a.m., <laughs> I'm already in Baban. She is still going to work. Me, I'm already here for an appointment. I'm here to meet my love. From 8 a.m., I'm moving around the streets of Baban. I am leveling every mountain. I am removing every obstacle. Around 12.50 p.m., I'm already around at the bank, Swazi Bank. I bind every boss that can give my wife an assignment at 1 p.m. I bind in the name of Jesus. No one must spoil my lover moment. We went to spare. And then at spare, honey, what do you want? She orders. She's a good banker. Now, I gave her the money. Go and pay. After paying, she gave me the change. She's a good, you know, good steward. And then I said, no, 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 no. just keep the change. Just keep the... Not that I did not need the change. I need the change to go back home. But because of I'm in love. If we are in love with the father, how come we keep him waiting? How come we come late for an appointment? The appointment says the service started at 6 p.m. We're coming 7 p.m. What type of love? Because a true love will come early. When we come early, we are not chatting. We are not talking any stories. We are leveling mountains because we are preparing the ground to meet our lover. Don't come late to church. My time is up, Bishop. Say, neighbor, don't come late to church. Don't remove the landmarks. participate in doing God's work oh I pray may we never fight the hand that once blessed us in this new season we are entering in chapter 2 let's not remove these basic landmarks that's what we've been told I'm doing a new thing but we cannot forget and remove what made us to be. One day I was praying. I said, Lord, what makes giants to fall? He says, they forget what made them to be. Basics, prayer, Bible study. You forget what made you to be. Thank you, Bishop, for staying true to the word, staying true to Jesus, and staying true to the call. We are what we are today and following that pattern let's stand on our feet in the name of jesus please don't slice your umbrella father we thank you bless us and bless us indeed with this word in jesus name amen god please let's give you the beacon to the bishop our father the presiding bishop come on let's thank the lord for the message today my goodness. Come on, everybody. Let's thank the Lord. God is talking to us. God is talking to us in a very serious way. I'm telling you, Bazalan. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. 
You know, Apostle, I just want to say, you know, the many points you've made, I can talk about all of them. And this last one of honor is one thing that, you know, because the, the world has so changed in, in that we, we, they say we're in a post-Christian era now. And in the time of secular humanism, where man has become God and number one. And self is exalted above everything else. And, and people don't realize that honor is a choice. I, I don't think I should ever tell my senior that they have to deserve my respect. My senior doesn't need to deserve my respect. My parent doesn't need to deserve my respect. I've been ordered by God to respect them. But, but the, the generation that is being raised now needs to learn these are very serious principles. Most people don't understand how to tap into the supernatural. They don't understand that it is honor that works in God's kingdom. In the corporate sector, you can do what you like. You can speak evil, you can dethrone, you can embarrass, you can do whatever. But in God's kingdom, these are unchangeable principles. And I thank God for, for you your wife and for holding true to these principles. Apostle even if we got to meet him closely when he's already established. I didn't know when we went Eswatini he was playing the keyboard and he was just a teenager. I didn't know that. I only knew this recently. But when he came to say we want to submit our ministry under your ministry and ask you and Mama to father us. I just thought look he's an established ministry. He doesn't need that. But he said, no, Baba, and I'll be honest with you, throughout they've shown so much honor to us, even more than people we've led for years. And the blessing of God upon the ministry is incredible. So he's not just preaching, he's living the principle. Now, of course, these principles can be abused by those who are fathers, but it doesn't change the real. When you see the fake, it means the real is there. Our reason for honoring our dad and our mom, Mama Sipe, our dad, Dr. Maswangani. And I've said it before them, there's never been any major decision in our lives that we've made without phoning Papa first. And when we call, we don't say God said, we say we were thinking about this, Papa. What is your advice? When I needed to be ordained as bishop, I called Papa and I said, Papa, I think this is what I'm considering. What do you think? I called Pastor Ray. Both of them, without me having talked to them at the same time, both of them said, we're wondering what you have been waiting for because you're already playing that role. And I said, what are your dates that when you are available? When you honor somebody, you don't plan and tell them to plan around your dates. You don't set an appointment and say when they're late, you go. 
But that's what the young generation is doing now. You are too obsessed with yourselves. You're too big-headed. Let's not throw away even things on a cultural level that we've learned. There's a way we treat an elderly person. And it's all around honor. Now, of course, people will always abuse that. But that happens anyhow. It mustn't change how you're going to honor them. And so, Apostle, we thank God for this message. We can never, ever go into new things when our hearts are filled with dishonor. So we say, God bless you, men of God. God bless you, sir. Bless you, sir. Bless you, sir. How many of you are being changed by the Lord today? Bazalana, I want us just to take a while, just quietly where you are. Maybe Apostle may want to be assisted to go and change Shem. See, the way he honors, he's not going to just walk by himself. You know, can you please just help him and escort him, please, to go and change Shem. And please don't touch the anointing oil. But I was saying, Bazalana, a message like this calls us to a place where we need to talk to God seriously. Let me tell you a story before I close. Oh, hey. Funisa Sublime, how are you? Good to see you. I wasn't expecting you to come. Well done for coming, eh? Sure, sure. Yeah. Well done for coming. Yes, In 1982, I was praying one day and and God started dealing with me because I had started dishonoring my dad. It wasn't in big ways, but you know, sometimes you do it in smaller yana ways. And I noticed every time I was with my sisters, when we were talking about our parents, they'd say something nice about my dad, and I would be quiet. Because, you know, sometimes you can harbor something in here. When they say something good about someone, you don't say anything because you are harboring something. And what was even worse is that the good they had observed, I didn't see, even if I was in the same house with them. And we were being fathered by the same father because when you dishonor somebody, even the good they have, you end up not seeing at all. Because when you dishonor, you start seeing all the negatives. So I was praying one day and God started dealing with me and he said, did you note what happened when we were with your sisters? I said, yes, God, I noticed. He said, do you know why you're doing that? I said, I don't know. And all of a sudden, God just, like a picture, a film, began to roll in front of my eyes, my life. When I was nine years old, my father beat me up because he thought I had hit my younger sister, which I hadn't done. And he unknowingly, thinking that I had hit my sister because my sister and I would fight always, and of course me being older, I would beat her up. I had done this many times, and he had warned me about it. So now he was up to here with it, and he decided to lay hands on me, not this way, that way, and he really beat me up. 
But this time around, I hadn't done anything to my sister. I was nine years old. I became so bitter as a nine-year-old of that event that as I became a teenager and as I got to be a young adult, it started poisoning everything about my perception of my dad. Good man, loved us, good father, but I didn't see anything good about him because I was harboring bitterness and God showed me he says, you see, and he said, for as long as you do this, your life's not going to go anywhere. I remember that day, I repented, I forgave my dad, just like a weight came off me. From that day, I began to see how good my dad was. To a point that when he passed away, I cried so hard because I had lost so many years as a young person in bitterness. And when I woke up, to the goodness that he had. At least I did see a lot of it, but I wish you could have been around longer. But the ministry of Grace Bible Church changed from that day. 1982, I'll never forget. Church, church, my life grew. Church in 1983 grew. Because in 82, I was serving as associate pastor. Things in my life began to change. And as I've reflected, then God said, in ministry, you would have never, ever reached certain heights because of that bitterness. And I want to talk to you, Basalana, some of you who have embraced a dishonor. Why don't this become that time? All you need to say to God is, God, I'm sorry, forgive me for it. Don't have to do anything. Don't have to tell anybody. Just talk to God genuinely where you are. Can you do that just for a few minutes? Just close your eyes and pray. And can we have a song of worship? I don't know what song I want to sing. Thank you, Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we ask you to forgive us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said...